start the show on a fight night that I thought, finally, the fighters on this card make me feel a little youthful, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? How are your joints as we are even closer to 40? Just seconds away. Let's not jinx anything here, Kevin. So far, so good. That's what I'll say. You would have been a nice median age for this weekend's fights. <laughs> I I got some of them. I didn't get to watch all of them. I, I caught the end of the Emmett Cater. I will. I The big takeaway for me is that D, Daniel Cormier just pisses people off a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know what it is about him. I do know what it is about him. There's some things that just from John Jones out, I think it's one of those. We always were like, well, John Jones is, you know, annoying. Yeah, but he's not always wrong. And this was one of those moments where it's like, he might have been a little right because uh, DC, you know, trains with a lot of fighters. And somebody was like, you backed the wrong, like, was yelling at him. And he went right up into his face and was like, don't disrespect me. Don't do this. It was like lecturing him. Like, mm-hmm. in a way, I could only describe as an Uncle Phil like moment. From mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, both in its physical stature and its appearance, like it just looked like a stern lecture that maybe the fighter yeah. was a little worked up, and I was like, he might want to work on his conflict resolution skills from a DC perspective. Yeah, DC's version of de-escalating is very much to be like, "Hey, young man, hold on, wait, shut up!" Like, first look on his face. Second, don't talk to me like that. Third, show some respect, young blood. <laughs> it was just very, uh, and he did. He did shut him down. He did, I, but that worked out in everybody's favor because I started thinking this turned a little bit of hero status amongst fans because they go, "Oh, look at DC," and I go, "I think this version of DC just doesn't want to fight." Like I think this version of DC is perfectly happy trying to do interviews. But Kevin, I ask you this question. Is it not a risk that you run in having a former fighter conduct the interviews? Because maybe in five years it'll be less so. But mm, it does seem like people have feelings about how DC thinks. Uh, And while we very much love playing with that thought and having fun at some of the unfortunate things he said, if you're a fighter, sometimes the emotions... And the weight cut don't go together. Well, I also, there's a difference with, you get this in basketball, though, a ton. There used to be a, well, mm. we're non-threatening to the fighters. Maybe our good looks mm-hmm. and charm, but not not physically threatening. Versus DC, where I think some of these fighters, and there was a tune-up from it from a, um, Domin- Dominic Cruz was talking about how his opponent hates him all of a sudden. And he didn't understand <laughs> it. It's like, you understand it? This is a gladiator sport. You you surely get it. So it was some of that and equal parts. I think you're absolutely right. Why does Kevin Durant get pissed at Charles Barkley every other weekend and not Ernie Johnson? Mm-hmm. Why does Stephen A. Smith's opinion just bring a little different weight? When you're talking about people that did the sport versus do the sport, there is a natural, still competitive rivalry that comes out and in this case turns to natural irritation at Daniel Cormier. Whom I would argue I... It's not his fault, but it's one of maybe a few reasons he shouldn't be on the mic. It's just a convenient one more to me than anything else. You have that as a very good astute observation, which is, is there anybody else? There are three people on that desk. 
doesn't have to be a fighter. If it's not a fighter, chances are people who want to fight that person go lower. It's just I feel that because he is not owned how to have an opinion and not be emotional about it still, there could be some better people that we pick. Now, granted, he might handle himself just fine should something come up, which good. It's just that guy telling him from the get-go, you picked the wrong person here. He was already looking for some kind of reaction, but it's not far off from the type of nonsense trash talk that DC instigates as a member of that panel, but it's always done playfully behind the airs of producers and people walking behind the stage. This is a fighter who feels super emotional. And of all things, when you win a fight, says, you know what? I had some things I wanted to say to you, DC, which not always the most articulate or thought out, as we saw. Yeah, again, I uh, I just don't know what it brings to the broadcast, but maybe they, you know, they see something I don't, which is uh, very sincere loyalty. And if Daniel Cormier does, I guess I think he's the type of person that gets over there is like, you see what I did? I had to let mm-hmm. him know. And like, we'll brag about this, not be the impassioned person that's like, I just want to look out for his career. I saw a young fighter in the moment. I knew he was emotional. I knew he was passionate. I don't think you're gonna be like, be like a jerk behind the scenes. It's just that is not, no one's reporting anything as usual. I was gonna pitch an idea that I had this weekend, especially after listening to Dominic Cruz in DC. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Over explanation, disagreeable, passive aggression. Ugh, I wish. It occurred to me that to them, they didn't sound like they were on the same stream. So in fact. I think the UFC should play to this and do alternate streams. So like if you want the DC stream, listen to that. If you want the Dominic Cruz stream, listen to that. Because at times they were talking over each other, but they were in no way connected to what the other person was talking about unless they did the bullshit. "Mm, mm -hmm." Yeah, exactly. DC, which is a filler thing that happens every once in a while. And it's happening. It's fine. It's no big deal. The thing you listen to is what do they say next? And almost 90% of those situations when they would go, "Mm, mm -hmm, exactly DC, but I was talking about their footwork, not their wrestling, but okay, cool. Good observation though. So it made me think, remember when they had the Uriah Faber and Snoop Dogg audio version of, of commentary. I think you do that. I think you stream those off, especially when you have ESPN plus you say, do you want Dom and do you want DC? And then you literally for Brandon or John Anik, you just do it as normal. Like just keep his feet on as well. Cause he at least Anik or Brandon, they at least connect to whatever the fuck's happening and God bless them because who knows where either of those guys is going to take you, especially when everybody starts off pals at 7 p.m. But the longer that telecast goes, it gets a little rough. So Adrian Yanez, Tony Kelly, let's begin where this begins. Number one, Tony Kelly was famously the guy who called Somebody in the corner a couple months ago, those dirty Brazilians are pulling dirty tricks guy. So Adrian Yanez, when he saw that, goes, well, I mean, I was already excited to fight him, but now I have all the more reason because 
this dude is kind of disrespectful. So mm, let's see what happens. Then Tony Kelly shows up fat, 137.5 pounds. Doesn't make Adrian Giannis feel great, but hey, you get some purse. And during the fight, and I don't know if you've seen Giannis. Kid's got power. Really good power. Knockout, hands, feet. Very good at what he does. Um, apparently, Tony Kelly, while not getting the better of him during the fight, started talking trash to him to the point where Adrian Yanez goes, okay, you're going to talk trash to me in my home state when I've got all the crowd behind me. Fuck you, dude. Knocks him out. And then in some weird possessed state, flips the bird to the dude. And it's like, this kid's been really nice and respectful, but seeing him go full, fuck this guy uh, was intense and quite amazing because it gave him the opportunity to win over that crowd in a major way to the point where when they said who do you want to fight next he's like i don't fucking care just fucking line people up for me let's fucking do it and i think he even at one point correct me if i'm wrong uh internet but i think he also called out like sugar sean he's like he doesn't want to fight with me but fuck it let's do it and i was like yes yes more of this please yana is kind of looks like a long lost pettis brother Pez cousin also. <laughs> Definitely shows up to the barbecue with no problem. Just gets the food and everybody goes, do we know that guy? Mm-hmm. He's like our third cousin, I think. I've had dreams about what Rodriguez did to Marquez, and I'm, mm. I'm not interested. <laughs> that was uh, one of those fights where it started, and I went up to get a seltzer, and by the time I sat down, it was over. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. It was amazing. Mm. Go yell at a dog. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and to me, split decision. But um, I see. I need to watch the y- Yanez Kelly fight. Was it close? Was it good? Or is it just? Because it was quick, right? It was powerful. He really just beat the shit out of the dude. It was not a very long fight. And like I said, the fact when they asked him, they're like, "Why are you so hyped? Like, what got you here?" And he goes. Tony Kelly was talking shit to me. I was hitting him and he thought it was a good time to talk shit to me. Well, he found out and I go, uh, yeah, I already liked Adrian and mind you, Adrian beat one of my friends. So I wasn't looking to be like, Oh, this kid's awesome. But I saw how respectful he was back then. That hasn't changed. It's just, he saw a dude who's been questionably uh, a douchebag ever since. And our good friends over at Mixed Martial Artish uh, apparently caught this one right on cue, right on money, because Tony Kelly, after making that Brazilians line, said that he was trying to get canceled. And the fight was finished from a left hand from Adrian Yanez. And Mixed Martial Artish said, well, it did look like he got canceled by the left here so that was a very very good joke so credit to them go support them patreon etc but yeah you mentioned uh, Gregory Rodriguez that was pretty good Uh, Joaquin Buckley continues his very dominant ability to uh, stop a fight and this one was by Dr. Stoppage where his opponent Albert uh, he looked like a total recall character by the very end of it, or at the very least, one of those old timey universal monster photos, uh, those motion pictures, like those scary monsters. Yeah. He kind of looked like that. I, the Isma Golov 
Kuta, mm-hmm. I I can't say anyone's. F- neither can anybody in this one. People the, actually they kept oscillating their f- first and last names, mm-hmm. and at multiple points, Damir and Gorum, which again gets back to those. It's at the barbecue for the Adams family. Is Damir Ismogolov and Gorum Kodaladze. Great fight though. That yeah. fight was awesome. They were just going nuts before Buckley got all intense. I did you know Tim Means hadn't retired? No. Cool, because Tim Means went up, and I was like, "No fucking way!" Against boy, I love Kevin Holland. I have to go to his uh, record every now and again to see if I think he's fought every week or he's fought every week. It's always a mix and match, but Raf kind of got him with the. With the choke of the podcast. I mean, we're just semantics. Yep. Darstim. Yeah, okay. So here, Kevin Holland, last fight. <laughs> let me see this. June, March, October. Yeah, okay. Fighting on a pretty good clip. Never mind. He is, in fact, just fighting a lot, especially dating back these last few. <laughs> so good to catch up on that. But choke the pod. Sorry, I interrupted you. Mm-hmm. No, no, there's nothing to interrupt there. It was just a really cool finish. And Kevin Holland, I, Kev, I think you would appreciate this guy because he was quoted as saying some interesting, like, hmm, I could understand he's very focused and I can understand that he sees himself as a champion. But this was the quotation that happened, I think, earlier this week. It says, I'm going to be the champ. Mark my fucking words. I'm going to be the champ. I popped some shrooms about a couple weeks ago, and I had these visions, and I'm going to be the champ. Okay. Well, I need to get Kevin. My first time popping shirts. (laughs) But I love the fact that, like, (laughs) why are you going to be champ? Uh, The shrooms told me so, Kevin. I'm not going to quote Zac Efron here, but if I were to... I would bring up that he went, you know, on an ayahuasca thing. Sometimes you see visions in it's natural. There we go. Kev, I hope that now in the future, when we have a retreat for this show, you get some shrooms and you're like, Raph, uh, I know step one is enter the UFC. But uh, but sadly, sometimes it's also bad news. It's like we're not going to make as much money as Joe Rogan. Oh, no. This is horrible news. It will still be a better show than his, but <laughs> the, the part is irrelevant. <laughs> it's uh, it's a loyal audience. I actually was thinking about that as we'll, we'll bring up. Let's get to the main card, but this fight was like one of their top grossers in a while, and I just was thinking, how is that possible? Mm. How is Cater Emmett an <laughs> Austin? Yes, and I have two theories for you on this, but again, a split decision, but a very good fight between Crater and Emmett. I was really surprised to see Emmett get beat up and then Emmett be like, we need new blood in this division. It's like, or you could, you know, win by a full decision, not just the the splitters, but either it's a Ponzi scheme and they have Mm. figured out a way to report fake bullshit numbers Mm -hmm. and or it is just an exclusively loyal audience. They like two things. They like the UFC and the shitty way they treat their fighters. And they love Joe Rogan's podcast. Thank you. Content over. Don't watch the NBA. Hate the NFL. Don't use anything. That just doesn't feel right, right? So I think it's a Ponzi scheme. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everything's bigger in Texas, including the service fees. So maybe that's what it accounted for. 
listen, them having a, a large gate is good. So I'm happy about that. I just I try to put it together as well. That's how underserved maybe they've been or there's a budding culture. I know they always talk about, oh, there was that big Texas exodus. And it's like, not really. I mean, And I got news for you. Anybody that we lost in California to Texas, Godspeed to them. Thank God we can lose some people because, you know, sometimes 405, it's just not not worth it, guys. What I can tell you, though, is um, I did have a note I'm going to send to you in a, a little bit, but there was a fallout. So for the second time in a row, we lost Cerrone and Lozon. And as a result of that, Dana came back and said, I'm not fucking doing that a fucking third time. This has Tony Khabib feel to it. And you just you don't you don't mess with that. And honestly, I go, I feel you, Dana. I, I won't blame you if you don't rebook this one. They, I forget when they were supposed to do this, but it was super sad pictures of just Donald Cerrone and his family. Mm-hmm. The happy pictures, but you know, the, the kids were sleeping. It was like, is it just important to you that their presence is here? <laughs> I did have my one parenting moment. It was like, <laughs> hey, I love it. You know, you're holding them, you're doing it. But I just thought they was like, they are passed out. But Donald Cerrone's like, no, I'm gonna, we're gonna be here. <laughs> we made a commitment and. This one, you mentioned how my joints are earlier in the show. This aged me because when Joe Lozon, they asked what happened. He said, well, I was just putting on socks. And they said, do you have an explanation as to what happened between you putting on the socks and you having an injury? And he's like, no, I put on socks and then I was injured. I couldn't move my leg. And everybody sent me. Uh, doctor's notes or or things like, oh, explanations for what was going on. And I go, no, 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 I'm old. I understand what that is. It's just very sad that this is the way that this has to go because Donald Cerrone saying he's going to fight within the next couple weeks, which yikes. But the reason why this worked was we all agreed. They've both been in the UFC for long enough where I didn't love the ones got to go loser leaves town sort of approach to it. But it kind of made sense, at least style-wise, where you go, eh, you know, it's not like Donald Cerrone is getting like a 20-year-old. That just seems unfair. This, yeah, they're older, so this makes more sense. And for them to say, uh, we're not going to do this again, it begs the question, Kev. Who's left? Um, well, let's think. Uh, who's old? And still trying to do it. Uh, Nate Diaz has been told to go fight Jake Paul. So I need somebody other than Well, he apparently texted me and said, get off. So I think he has feelings. And I think he might want to talk to you. Uh, Bring it on. Mr. Diaz, please. Hey, what the fuck's up, you fucking little bitch? Like, what the shit? Why I can't get my release, bitch? What? Wait. When did you establish any talks with the Paul camp? So, okay, here's what's going on. Everybody says uh, the Paul brother hasn't fought like a real-ass fighter, which is true because he's always fought whack people. And they were like, you know, Nature Diaz is like the best fucking fighter of all time, so it's by him, so. That's what happened. They pitched it to me, and I was like, yo, dog, I don't fucking care. What did they offer you from any I, their perks packages? Did you get a robe? I want to know. 
their first offer to me was a lifetime supply of weed, which is more money than I would ever make in my life. So it kind of worked out. Well, if you get in, is it Bitcoin or pay? Hey, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Out of the UFC yet? What are your thoughts? You gonna do it? You gonna make the jump? I'm trying to, but these bitches keep keeping me with no opponent, uh, fucking contract. My brother hasn't fought in like forever, and then he did fight, and it was like, maybe, bro, maybe we shouldn't have done that one. It just it fucking sucks, dude. I'm at home. I'm fucking like running marathons and shit. I'm so bored. <laughs> I am ready for you to be back in the cage, but you don't sound jazzed about it. No, I want to get in a cage, dog. And I've been like, give me a fight. Give me these fucking losers, these bums. And then they, like, pitch somebody, like, Islam. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't practice that. And then they pitch, like, all these other people, these Dagestanis. Like, anytime I'm like, I want to fight, they go, yo, this dude's got, like, a 49-0 and record. And I go, huh? And I'm just trying I'm trying to fight, like, Connor, dog. Like, give me that fucking fight. And that's, at, like, one point something many pay-per-views more than all these fucking dorks so like let's do that shit well cheers to that so okay kev question for you what should i do because like i'm running out of ideas so i'm going on third tier podcast now and I'm now coming well, over to now you. Now I'm kicking you off. You're out of oh. here. It was the third tier. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the Diaz brothers, I think, mostly sober. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> I am obsessed with the constant go fight Jake Paul, by the way. That was the president <laughs> of the UFC's comment to uh, in response to a journalistic argument. So, yeah. When does Dana ever say that fight makes sense? with anything for the Paul brothers. That's somebody who he's done making money off of. And I think the real key here is he just doesn't want to pay him anymore. There's no code about this that we don't understand. It's just Nate Diaz probably comes in at a certain price point, probably asks, let's say conservatively $3 million. And they're like, no, we don't pay people for that. And he goes, well, look at my pay-per-views. The last one I did with Masvidal sold a lot. And they're like, listen, guy, You've had one win in the past five years. We don't do that for anybody. And he goes, what about Connor? And they go, uh, who? I'm, mm, I'm sorry. I don't understand your line of thinking. Hmm. They were like, it's some, he's tiny. He's Irish. It's like, no, we know who he is, but we, that's not the thing. We don't understand. There's just a large part of me that thinks that in the background, you just hear Nate Diaz going like, you guys are fucking racist. So, like, I don't know what happens, but I imagine he yells that out occasionally. It's just this is absurd that, yes, you're right. It almost seems like the punishment of I don't know what to do with you. So you're banished. Take thee to a Jake Paul. And for his credit, the Paul brothers are over there now just trying to challenge Tyson Fury like he owes them a fight. And this is why it's so fucking weird because there is a small collection of people including mike tyson who keep trying to give these guys relevancy and i think it's just because they have heat not because they respect them not even because they're like oh they didn't fast pass to the beginning of class but i think because they recognize oh these guys get heel heat 
to make people interested in what they're doing. Let's run with that. So that means that people like Mike Tyson has to say shit like, you know, you got to respect what these guys are doing. And you go, what the, why are you putting them over? And even when Mike Tyson's saying, yeah, we should probably have a fight this year. It's the fight that you got to make. It's like, you don't have to make that. No, nobody's asking for Mike Tyson to do this shit anymore. Mike's too old for this stuff. Even when they're pitching Anderson Silva, all of us go, Nobody else? We're worried about Lozon Cerrone. I mean, there's a lot going on here in the age category. Like I said, senior PGA. Let's just let's just make it separate things. So we know where it's like, you know, the younger competitive division. Masters Worlds did figure this out, ref. Mm-hmm. They got this right. When they were like, You want the old guy title? Great news. We've got an old person weekend for yep. you. It includes a lot of people. Do you want someone to come back and fight with it? You know, doesn't have any business being in the cage. Great. Here we go. That's not, what does it matter? They're having a fight, a huge card every three days, approximately right now. Cause that, that Singapore fight tournament did happen. But look at this. Then if you let this go on any further, Jake Paul, Dana, I'm happy to be Nate's last fight in the UFC. You know the terms, pay the fighters more and give them health care. Sweetener, I will fight for free. No, none of this. None of this makes any sense. And even when Nate Diaz is putting up send the release, like some of these photos are just great. Like it, it all is absurd that this is where we're at. Um, but again, you have everybody's angling for their shit. Even with Jorge Masvidal, who's like, I'm kind of on a losing streak right now, y'all. He's making the pitch for the Conor McGregor lottery. And I think eh, it's not the worst. Okay. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, no, Tommy Fury. I'm sorry. I I think in my haste, I called him saying to Tyson Fury. But, yes, uh, Tommy Fury, brother, it's just weird. That's what boxing is going off of. You get the Fury family involved. I'm just not interested. And yet there's a lot of people who are interested because they're obsessed with YouTube and he's been on the algorithm so that even when I see stuff that says the Paul brother was very sad that he lost his hero of the rock after that suicide incident of him filming something where the rock said I won't be a part of this anymore. And I go, you know what? If the rock says he doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. It's usually a pretty good barometer. And this is coming from a man who has never said no to a bad script. I'm still boxing. I'm adding to the Ponzi scheme. I don't know where the money comes from. Here's the good news. You wouldn't be alone because Dana White's been going off that and being like, I want to see boxing's numbers. I think those numbers are fishy. So you might not be wrong there. It's always good when I'm in the fucking data diagram. (laughs) But if you take a moment and see that all the way through, (laughs) you realize, hey, Dana, show me the receipts for uh, UFC Austin. Oh, no, we're legit. But would you like these Cutco knives? Here is a receipt from a $140,000 ticket I put on <laughs> Israel Adesanya for next week. Does that count? <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's where we're at. The last c- quote I saw from Nate Diaz says, at least I never really lost like all those fuckers, which, you know, it's funny, but it's so absurd at this point. Um, 
give him the release, let him go fight, let him go do whatever he wants. I think he just recognizes the clock time is ending for him. And I can't hate him for that. I, I get that part. Um, but yeah, Kev, it's a, it's a strange, strange thing that's going on right now, which is, you know, we're in that spell where it's maybe a week before international fight week. You're seeing a lot of shit start to pop up, but you know, Adesanya, it does not feel like it yet. I, I don't know if it's because the embedded hasn't come out, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's their big card next it's week. July 2nd. Yeah, it's the one they were like, we will fit this in. You're going to love it. We mm-hmm. forgot to tell everybody about it. But Misha yeah. Tate's on the card. <laughs> Misha Tate will be there too. And it's not a bad card. It's actually good. It's just, I'm not there yet. So we'll have to check back in next week to see if that is finally hit for me. Because they just told us UFC Austin featuring Emmett Till was a major ratings boost. And we don't know what way is north. That's why we're struggling to get July ready. But that might just be me. Yeah. That'll do it for us tonight here at the Verbals of Tap. I am Kevin. We'll see you next week, we think. Good night and good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is